with a look back over the weekend sports action. This is Full Time on KCLR with Sinead Kyo. Welcome along to another edition of Full Time. Hope you're all doing well on this Monday evening. I've lots coming up on the show over the course of the next hour, so do stay with me here. Uh, we've lots of local sport that we're going to be chatting about. Uh, I'll be talking to Alice a little bit later on. She's from Bagnallstown Rounders Club, so we'll be talking about the club itself, but also the upcoming Rounders season and the teams that are participating and just a little bit about the promotion of, uh, of Rounders as well, nationwide um, it's con- it's kind of come on leaps and bounds over the last decade so we'll be talking a little bit about that uh, there's also going to be a lot of motorsport chatting there also uh, we'll be chatting to Carlo Mann David Condell who competed in the Forest Rally in Carrick on Shore yesterday and Kilkenny Stars basketball talent Lucy Coogan is set to make waves in the United States next year I'll be chatting to her coach Puff Summers a little bit later on but first uh Many of you will have heard during the week that Ireland international Sean O'Brien announced that he's going to be retiring from rugby at uh, the end of the 2021-2022 Premiership season after a 14-year long career. Uh, Joining me now uh, to reflect back on what has been an extraordinary journey for the Tullo man uh, is Tullo RFC club man and head coach of Carlo IT and Kilkenny College, Johnny Tobin. Johnny, thanks for joining me back on on Full Time again. And I hope you're doing well. Not too bad, no, Sinead. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Um, yeah. So look, we were we were all kind of, I suppose, saddened to hear that uh, that Sean is going to be hanging up the the boots. But it does kind of give us a little bit of an excuse to celebrate Sean. And definitely, there's a lot of celebrating uh, to do when it comes to to Sean O'Brien. I'm sure you're all very proud of him down there in Tullow. Yeah, absolutely. So Sean has been our biggest advocate and our biggest. Um, our biggest promotion, I presume, since 2008, 2009. Um, he's been great in the club, you know. He's done some fantastic work outside of his gener- generosity of donations. It, it's more important to see him at grassroots level when he's home on a Sunday down with the six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds and out on a Tuesday or Thursday night with the youths and the seniors. He's been brilliant, you know, off the field for us. And then, obviously, on the field, everyone knows how good he's been and how good he, he was in his day. And all the accolades he has as as a player, you know. So it's um, it's well earned. Everything he's got, I, I texted him the other day. Everything he's got, he's earned. He, he didn't um, he didn't come an easy route. He took the harder route to making it to professional rugby, and he's um, he really excelled. And he took everything that he was given with two hands, and, and didn't take anything for granted. So um, I'm thrilled for him to be able to hang it up on his own terms. Yeah, and and you mentioned there kind of the boys and the girls down in in Tullow, and you know he must just be such a huge inspiration uh, to them. Um, but he did actually have a special mention for Tullow RFC there in the in the statement during the week as well. Uh, I'm sure, like even for yourself, for for uh, everyone involved in the club, it must fill you with so much pride to to be associated with Sean O'Brien. I do, yeah, no, for sure, and. Um Sean had some fantastic coaches. I was lucky enough to share the same coaches as Sean did. As in Larry Canavan, who would have been a fantastic coach there in the club for many, many years. Sean was under his mentorship as he was breaking through to the system. And then obviously he mentioned Jim Keeley and a few others there. Jim would have been a great supporter of Sean financially to get him to where he needed to be. But um, yeah, like everyone is immensely proud of Sean. You know, he's just the other end of the phone anytime you're ringing about anything. And even for myself personally growing up, Sean would have been a little vintage to me. He was a little bit older. And you kind of aspire to be like him in, in ways and have the same manners of him as, as he carried himself as a 
as a coach and as a representation of Tullerugby Club he was uh, he's definitely up there with the best of them so um, but yeah look at it. it's it's incredible uh, this, the career he's had has been fantastic the things he's done uh, as, as Leinster put it out last week on the video the boy from Tullo done good um, I think he's done a lot better than good he has four Heineken Cup medals he has 56 Irish caps 120 odd Leinster caps he done very well with an 11 test caps for the Lions not too many small towns in Ireland or even in the southeast that can say they have someone of a Sean Scalabry, you know. No, definitely not. And and actually, every time I even pass through Tullow, I I think of him and like that's how associated he is, yeah, you know. <laughs> and um, like the the reputation, I suppose he has a reputation as, uh, of being one of the fiercest forwards like in the world. Even um, they definitely don't call him the Tullow Tank for nothing. No, there, there, there's definitely something behind the name. Johnny Sexton said he was the best forward he's ever played with, and that's. Johnny Sexton the player of his calibre saying that about you obviously there's something to, to go by it but outside of what he's done for Tolo you have to look at it, you have to look at it in, in extension um, there is no Tyg Furlong without Sean O'Brien there's no Tom Daly without Sean O'Brien Brian and Ed Byrne alright they went through the school system but they were still Carlo club men uh, you look at Brian Deeney there young, young chap from Wexford on the rise up uh, Charlie Ward there from Tolo Killian Redmond playing the London Irish there is none of these players breaking through that system if Sean O'Brien didn't break through that system and it just shows that when Sean came onto the scene alright we have to look a little bit further afield in the schools there maybe is a couple of these players down down the south east or in, in public schools as opposed to private schools and I think he paved the way for a lot of a lot of young rugby players uh, and especially from the south east like we have seven or eight professional rugby players from the south east and that's credit to the coaching staff and, and everyone that's involved with the Leinster set ups and uh, the representation side's coming through you know it's, it's great to see yeah he definitely paved the way for like you mentioned there so many um, rugby players from the South East because you know when I was growing up I always kind of associated uh, Leinster rugby with kind of Dublin fellas but like then like you mentioned there as well like Tyg from Wexford and um, like you know paving the way really for, for all those lads too and, and it's great but like just when I mentioned Leinster as well like he, he mentioned in a statement too that he fulfilled a childhood dream when he was selected for Leinster uh, as a 20 year old like it really did mean a lot to him to pull on that, that blue jersey didn't it? Ah, it does it means everything to him and I'd say in 2019 when he stepped away I know it was the right time for him to step away from Leinster and move to London Irish and it was a, probably a good career move for him um, but I'd say, I'd say it stung a little bit you know because anyone growing up in your province you're same in Munster same in Ulster and Collock you're growing up there you're a little boy whatever sport little girl whatever sport you're playing you want to play for your province you want to play for your county you want to play for the top level of the team I mean you can achieve that it has to be all your dreams coming through at once you know it has to be an amazing feeling and look Sean was lucky enough to do it 126 times for Leinster and 56 times from Ireland but um, who would have thought the boy from the bog lane was able to go so far you know he, he really he really excelled and probably over exceeded what everyone thought he could do like everyone in Tullow knew how good he was and how good he is but I don't think anyone could have envisioned him going that far you know Oh yeah, like it's incredible, and like you mentioned there, the amount of um, the, the amount of caps that he has for for Ireland as well. Um, but yeah, just kind of something I want to ask you about. Just when you speak about the uh, the London Irish, then like he's going to finish out the season with them before he he hangs up the boots. But the boots, but um, like, do you think? I, I'm just kind of curious as to why do you think like he made this announcement now before some of those fixtures um, have been kind kind of fulfilled? I suppose. 
Yeah, well, I don't think them kind of fixtures would would play on the player of Sean's mind because he, he's probably looking to the future. Sean is probably as responsible as anyone in London Irish for building a good culture there, and um, he's really he's really proud of London Irish and what the club is doing. So I think he's maybe he's maybe more so there to bring in young lads and, and bring on young lads more so than his own game time. And like I said earlier, it's, it's kind of a case of being able to hang him up when he wants to because he doesn't know he could go out next Saturday he could get an injury and that could be the end of the road so I suppose it's more of maybe maybe I don't know maybe it's a comforting thing for Sean that he knows he called it a day himself um, as opposed to like to Paul O'Connell there being forced off with an injury and having to call it a day you know yeah it's good uh, to it's good to be able to do it kind of on your terms I suppose and isn't it yeah um, he's managing himself very very well you know he's not he's not overplaying or he's not over work, taking the, and a massive amount of workload on he's He's kind of playing a good game, and if you get sixty minutes, you can be nearly sure he'll he'll play twenty minutes the next game, or vice versa. He'll swap it around, and he's been managed very, very well. But he's done an immense job over there. I visited him in two thousand and twenty, just before COVID, and even then, when he was only there for a short period of time, he was really he really bought into the culture there, and he really had a strong belief that London Irish would go somewhere and would would progress as a club and they have they've, they've, they've beat the Saracens once or twice this season that's no um, no feat to be looked past either so um, I think he's doing incredible work off the, outside of the pitch for London Irish as a whole and the club um, and just to touch base on it I don't think we'll see his boots hang up just yet but I'd say professional wise I'd say they're fairly done yeah yeah well listen uh, Johnny it's been lovely kind of just looking back and reflecting on, on his time um, with obviously with Tullow with Leinster uh, and with Ireland indeed as well uh, so thanks so much for chatting to me today just before you go um, good win there for the, the, the Tullow ladies there yesterday I'm sure you were pleased with that and everyone yeah, in the club yeah. was Tullow ladies are carrying us at the moment they're, they're going very very well our senior men are in the senior play final but uh, the ladies are our semi-final rather but the ladies are going very, very well. They're they're um, they're an incredible bunch to be fair to them, and they're bringing through young girls every every couple of years. They're they're retaining players and they've quality quality rugby players being retained. And um, just when we're talking about the ladies section, young Katie Corrigan there from our 18s is overrepresenting Ireland at the moment. There in the tournament for them, she's played against uh, I think it's England and France and playing Scotland on Wednesday in their Six Nations. So she'll be a player to come back into that squad. Hopefully we can we can hold on to her if she doesn't have to go further afield but it's an incredible system we've for the first time I think in our clubs we have under 10s under 12s under 14s 16s combined with Carlo and then under 18 girls as well in the club so it's incredible to see and it's a it's a credit to every coach that's involved with the girls section there because they're really driving it on yeah it's it's brilliant it's great to see uh, women's sport progressing in that way and uh, none more so than in uh, Tullow RFC so congratulations on that uh, well listen thanks again Johnny sure look we'll we'll chat to you again soon no doubt yeah. no bother thanks Jay. thanks Johnny bye bye uh, so that was uh, Johnny Tobin there from Tullow RFC uh, he's the uh, the head coach in Carlow IT and in Kilkenny College as well uh, so thanks very much to Johnny for joining us there we're going to take a quick break now and coming up after the break we're going to be talking all things rounders Full time on KCLOR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny LaHartsVolkswagen.ie now, welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Uh, now, the GAA Rounders launched their 2022 championship season last week. And joining me now to preview the season ahead uh, is Alice Clark, the chairperson of Bagnallstown Rounders Club. You're very welcome to Full Time, Alice. How are you keeping? 
Not too bad in yourself. Good, 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 good. Not too bad. Um, Alice, uh, this is kind of the start of it all now. I, I'm sure you're very much looking forward to the weeks and, and months ahead with plenty of, of rounders action coming up. Yeah, there's a lot of games going on. We actually started our cha- senior championships on the 3rd of April. Um, our own club has played two games. We played one yesterday and we played one in the 3rd, so the championship is well and well truly started. And the intermediate and junior will set off now from this week as well. So it's going to be very busy. Yeah, there's definitely. I was just looking at it there yeah. just before we came on air. There's there's lots and lots of fixtures uh, come kind of ticking fast. Um, so can yeah, you just yeah. tell us just a little bit about like I know yeah, yourselves are going to be competing locally. What other kind of local clubs um, are going to be participating in the in the championship this year? Well, the street clubs in um, Carlow, you have Fennet Rounders and you have um, Cullen from Ballin, and both of those are competing in different. Um, Divisions, Cochrane will be the same as ourselves in senior, and then it will be in the, in the intermediate. So they have introduced this last year into the rounders the three divisions, like the senior, the intermediate, and junior championships. So each one has a lot of games in it, and they're all starting out. So the three local clubs are involved in their own um, competition until the middle of August when we hit the semi-final stages of those. So it's going to be busy. We ourselves have eight games to play in total over the summer months. So you add that into all the competitions, you have a lot of clubs out every week or every every, every second week. Yeah, that's and, de- that's yeah. definitely a lot of uh, of games to be yeah, played. Yeah. And you, did you say the semi-finals then are taking place in in, in August? Is um, it? In August, end of August, and the finals will be mid September. And oh. alongside the adults competitions, they have juvenile competitions as well. They have. Um, They've introduced as well last year All Ireland um, on the 12th, 14th, and 16th championships thrown aside beside the failure competitions as well. So the juveniles actually have two big competitions to look forward to now for the year, and they have the on the 14th have started last week as well. So you will have all those coming in at different various stages of the, the summer months. So one competition is finished, the other one uh, we're on the 14th now, and on the 16th will come in then. and that would progress until nearly September as well. So, yeah, so yeah. The adults and the juveniles would be all out every day. <laughs> all right, so there's going to be loads of action down in uh, Bagnall's Town yeah, Rounders yeah. Club. Yeah, lots of training going going on. But um, yeah, I just wanted to ask you, Alice, was more broadly speaking about Rounders as you know, as part of the GAA family, if you like. And um, the last decade has seen a bit of a, a GAA Rounders revival nationwide. What do you think that's been down to, Alice? Um, I said just people are beginning to, to look for some a different sport to play. A lot it's, it's basically a non-contact sport. Rounders is so you would have a lot of people that wouldn't really be into the hurling, the camogie, or the football because it's too physical for them. And like their own children, if they have adults, they can have children. They're playing juvenile, and they'd probably look to just look for something to do. And it's a very easy sport to get into and play. They've introduced them um, social rounders last year as well now as well. And that's uh, taken off in a big way in a lot of clubs. So it's just basically um, adults just going out and having a bit of fun and train maybe once, twice a week and then uh, keep that going for the summer months and there might be a competition there between a few local clubs that will be near each other and run them off. And it's just a social, it's not competitive as the, the seniors and the rest of the championships. It's just a social element to it. And just recently there, just at, it's only after finishing there, the Dublin um, ran a Social League winter competition. And that was very successful with Lime Killing from um, Tara coming out the winners. And that was run very well. So that might be 
World Centres now for those competitions to be kind of ran during the winter months so it could end up being a 12 month activity in the wind up you know so it's down to all that and it's very easy to um, it's very easy to learn the game and I suppose the biggest added attraction to it is this cohort we have we have a mixed competition where men and women can play together I think it's the only one actually in the year that you can have the two genders together and um, they're very popular next competition yeah I think you're definitely right when you when you talk about like you know the social aspect of it because yeah. uh, when you kind of think about uh, hurling and, and, and Gaelic football like both really really competitive um, and physical uh, and, and I just like I was I was chatting to um, just another member of the sports team during the week as well and we were just reflecting back on our school days and playing rounders and just kind of how much fun it was and I think that's yeah. always that's always a word that's associated with with rounders is fun um, so I'm delighted to see that you know it has seen a little bit of a, a revival in in recent yeah, well, times. Yeah, the, there's the two aspects like you can go into the see when they see in the other competitions, the three top competitions that would be very competitive. That's the same like I said, you have Holland, but you have this other element that's brought in like the social. So you can pick whichever one you you choose to get involved with. So it has both. Like it's so it, that's probably what's uh, make it a bit more popular because it has the both that you can choose from. If you want to be competitive, you'll get into the other league and you want to be uh, just go out and have a bit of fun and whatever, go to down the social round or the end of it. So we're looking in a way that we can do both. Yeah, and look, we, we've spoke about that, that, like it is growing again, thankfully. Um, but do you think that like the GAA could be doing more, Alice, to, to promote it, like just to kind of promote it a little bit more? Like, because as we know ourselves, hurling Gaelic football, it gets so much promotion. Do you, do you think that like they could do, they could go a little bit further just in terms of spreading the word a little bit more about, about Rangers? Yeah, we, we'd all hope that every, you could, everything could be done a little bit more than what it is. But in, in fairness to now, the draft has been very helpful now in the last 10 years and it has come on a good bit. So we can only hope that that, that will continue and it will increase more. There's always opportunities there to, to promote it a little bit more than, than it is at the moment. So they're going the right way. It's it's a kind of a minority sport of the GEA. It's just like the handball would be the same as well. It's very hard to, um, you know, to compete with the hurling and the football. Yeah. End of it. Yeah, so and they, they, you know, just that's the way it is. It's the what you call it, generation from generation is just there that's the thing like isn't it and it's just kind of passed yeah. down then from father to son from mother to daughter kind of a thing um, but look hopefully yeah. hopefully that can start um, w- within Rounders as well but just uh, on your on your own club there Bagnallstown uh, Rounders Club just um, how long actually is, is the club in existence Alice? We're 28 years going this year Wow 28 years Yeah we're established now we're main, mainly a female um, kind of club competition we have we did go down the road juveniles with mixed and, and we did mixed with seniors uh, but it's probably um, the ladies we deal with yeah. our, our, our um, minor girls there last year won the All-Ireland first time since 2003 or four was the last time that we won a minor competition Yeah. so and we have the senior ladies it's two, comp- two um, teams in this year so um, hopefully 
you know, we'll do well this year. Yeah, onwards and upwards. Um, and onwards, I'm, I'm sure, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you have great crack down there as well. Um, well, listen, Alice, it's been lovely chatting to you. And sure, maybe you'll you'll come on uh, again in another week, another couple of weeks or um, or, or months time, and just kind of chat to us a little bit more about rounders and kind of what's going on. Uh, I'd love to chat to you again, actually, as we get closer to the the semi finals and the the final stage. Um, I'd love if you could come back on and chat again. Yeah, that'd be great. But it just if anyone is interested like you saw it has to just go onto the website GA Rounders and you'll see all the information there that shows you a map of where to be your local rounders club is and how to start the team like when we our own club uh, most of the clubs are welcome all no members from anywhere like they've introduced two, two or three years ago that we can take members from any county just to boost the numbers that that was brought in so I mean we could take you can take any club can take anyone from Carlick or Kenny wherever they want to travel to into their club there's no restriction on it and they'd love to get um, all the clubs especially the Carlick contingent would like to get more members if we get some in maybe in from Kilkenny surrounding areas or if anyone in Kilkenny or surrounding areas would like to start around this club themselves just go onto the GA website and you get all the information there or contact the secretary around us at GAA and uh, someone will be get back in touch with you and get you up and moving yeah. or contact or contact any of the local car clubs yeah definitely no, um, yeah. Be, that's 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 great to, to mention that um, and like any of the it doesn't have to be you don't necessarily have to be in Bagnallstown anywhere if you're in Kilkenny no, if you're no, in Leash if you're in Tip to introduce that to boost the yeah. numbers into it and so we can take them from anywhere you can take them from Leash where it, it all depends how far you want to travel yeah. or where you want to go Listen, so, like, there's no restriction. Yeah, definitely. Well, listen, thanks so much, um, Alice. It's been lovely chatting to you. And look, we'll we'll chat to you again soon. Okay, that's All right, fine. thanks, Alice. Thank you. Bye, bye. Uh, so that was uh, Alice Clark there chairperson of Bagnallstown Rounders Club uh, we're going to take another quick break now uh, but coming up uh, next we're going to be chatting all things Kilkenny basketball Full time on KCLOR with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny LaHartzVolkswagen.ie Welcome back to Full Time with myself, uh, Sinead Kyo. And uh, now there's been a slight change of plan. We were going to be speaking uh, to uh, Lucy Coogan's coach there, but um, he'll hopefully be joining us in a few minutes time. But just before uh, we get to that, we're actually just now joined on the line by David Condell. Uh, he's the Carlo man that came third uh, this weekend in the Willie Lockman Forestry Rally in Carrick on Shore yesterday. So delighted to be joined on the line now by David how are you keeping, David? I'm good now, thank you. Very good. Good, good. Uh, well, listen, first of all, congratulations on uh, coming third in this event. And just tell us a little bit about the preparation that goes into getting ready for, for something like that. Um, well, sure, there's, there's uh, just the, really the, the safety side of making sure that the car is... is um, Literally, nut and bolt checked, and everything is tight and ready to go. And uh, do a small maybe test or whatever, and make sure that you know the car is reacting the way that it should react. And uh, and that's really it. Then it's sort of get ready then and head for scrutiny and get the car through all its checks and and uh, get ready to go do the event. Yeah, and 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 tell me, uh, David, how long have you been involved in in rallying? Since two thousand and one. The year of the the year of the foot and mouth. All right, so that definitely brings back a couple of memories for you, then. So, what what inspired you in uh, two thousand and one during the the foot and mouth to get involved in rallying? 
well, sure. Uh, obviously, the year didn't start off with foot and mouth. It was that year that I, I, I started, and then, so then the foot and mouth uh, came about. So it was it was kind of getting started, and then it stopped. So we, I had, I had bought a car to go to do a couple of small events, and, and uh, we never got to get out to do them. But at the back end of the year, um, an event ran in Mondello, uh up in Nate, and we went up and done it and really enjoyed it. So. It kind of flowered from there. Then I suppose um, we um, went ahead, changed that car for a slightly, a slightly better car. Then and, and started doing. My first event was actually the Carlo Stages in May of 2002. So um, uh, that was that was an that was an eventful day all in all. Um, the local man was there, Martin Comerford, sat with me for the events, and uh, it was actually the the first stage that we done was actually the stage that I won the Carlos stages on in 2017. Was, that was the stage, that, the very first stage that I done in that car was, was the stage that we won the rally on in 2017. So it was um, it was a great, it was a great landmark to uh, come back to, to win that event after after that many years in fairness to us. Yeah, and, and just tell me as well, um, David, like, you know, obviously you're prepping for the race itself and um, you'd be training and, and, and things like that, but in terms of getting the actual car ready, would you have much of a, a, a team kind of around you or do you do a lot of that work yourself? No, no, I, I do. The car was built by a man in the north of Ireland called George Crozier. And uh, the car is built like it, it's built very, very safely with all the proper safety devices, uh, cages, and you know all the all the proper regulation stuff that that needs to be in the car to have it right. Um, and George, you know that's that's the way he leaves the cars really, really, really safe. And then um, since you know since COVID and so on and so forth, we haven't really been doing a whole lot. So my own brother George Condell and. Uh, a man that works for me, Thomas Lake, runs the car now and they do uh, an impeccable job. Fairness on the the car was down at the weekend and, uh, you know, credit to the and that ran impeccably. So um, that's that's really, I, I, I don't, no, I, I don't. I just, I give the information back to what I think is needs changing or whatever the case will be and the lads just dial the intergarden and, and the way we go then again. And uh, another thing that I just wanted to ask you, I suppose, because when I when I think of motorsport, I always kind of associate it with high risk. But um, like, does that make you kind of a thrill seeker, then, David? Is that kind of like is that part of the appeal of the sport for you? No, no, straight up, no, no. I'm, not, I'm certainly not a thrill seeker. That is for sure. Um, no, look, some people love, you know, horse riding, playing golf, playing hurling football. Whatever the case may be, um, that's just that's their thing. That's their sport. Uh, I wouldn't class a hurler or a footballer or a golfer or a swimmer or any other athlete, uh, you know, uh, a thrill seeker, you know, jumping into the deep end of the pool or getting up on a horse's back or whatever the case may be. So, no, for me, I enjoy the people that I that I race with, you know, as in meeting up with with, with friends and so on and so forth. And uh, it's a great camaraderie. There's, there's always a great laugh and a, a gallery going on. And you know, I understand the sport is. I suppose it's, it's a little bit expensive, but certainly not. I I I, uh, I would not be a thrill seeker anyway. That is that is for sure. And don't get me wrong. There's um, you need decent skill. Like you know, some people see the cars, you know, travelling at high speed, and maybe they might be out of shape or whatever the case may be, and think that 
the person has intentionally done that, but um, absolutely not. You know, it's 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 um, it's down to I suppose that a level of skill that someone has for driving and wanting to drive properly that the the cars look like that and so on and so forth. But. Oh yeah, like definitely, it's there's there's huge amount of skill involved um, in in rallying. Um, listen, just before just before um, I let you go, I know that you did mention there the Carlos stages, and they're actually coming up soon. Just quickly before we go, would you mind just telling us a little bit about when that's coming up, uh, David? Uh, that's on the fifteenth of May, so it's six weeks time, and uh, actually on Saturday night the launch is in the Seven Oaks Hotel in Carlow. So, like, um, anyone that, you know, m- might want to know a bit more about motorsport or the rally itself in general, you know, by all means, they should come along to the hotel and, you know, chat to the people that's there. Both the organisers and competitors will be there on hand, first hand, to speak to anyone that has any questions about, you know, if they're unsure about something or anything like that, like, to be, uh, be there you know, more than grateful to answer any questions that anyone has. Yeah, definitely. And it's no harm kind of dipping your toes and, and heading down and just kind of getting some information. It, it doesn't mean you have to commit to anything, but if it is something that kind of piques your interest, why not go down and kind of have a have a chat with people? Um, well, listen, thanks again, David, for coming on the show. And again, congratulations on that win. Sorry, that that place, third place there um, at the the rally there in uh, Carrick on Shore yesterday. Uh, look, hopefully we'll, we'll chat again soon, but thanks so much for, for joining me on full time please thanks very much Fair bad, yeah. thanks so much David chat to you soon thank you, no thank you. Uh, so that was uh, David Condell there uh, he was just telling us about everything that's going on uh, locally in the rallying scene um, now as I said earlier on we were going to be talking to uh, the coach of uh, Lucy Coogan uh, Puff Summers and he's actually going to be joining us now just after this quick break Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartzVolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Sinead Kyo. Uh, now, Kilkenny basketball star and Ireland international Lucy Coogan received great news this week that she will be receiving a four-year basketball scholarship from Cardwell University in New Jersey. Uh, Puff Summers, Lucy's coach, now joins me on the line. Uh, uh, Puff, uh, it, it's, a, it's an in- incredible achievement um, to have received this scholarship because by no means is it, is it easy to get a basketball scholarship uh, over over in America, so it just goes to show, I suppose, how talented uh, Lucy is. So I, I'm sure you're you're very very proud of her. Um, I'm, yeah, I can't even put into words how how proud of of her I am. I, uh, I it, it kind of gets uh, I kind of forgot how hard it was. You know, I've, it, it it was so long since I've been in college that it was just something she had been dreaming of since she was like 11 years old when I started working her out. So this was always the goal that we kind of had. And uh, I didn't, I didn't see anything other than her getting to this point. So, you know, when I step back and I and I really look at it and say, well, this this you know Kilkenny girl is now going to a four-year university in America. It's uh, yeah, it's quite a feat, all right. Yeah, and and tell me, um, Puff, how long have you been uh, coaching Lucy? Uh, so she 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 her 18th birthday is actually tomorrow, um, and I think I started working her out. Um, training her when she was 10 years old maybe um so it was kind of she came to me on a friday and her mom was like 
you know, we think she has a little bit of talent. Will you develop her? And uh, I was like, yeah, sure. You know, because I wasn't really sure because she was quite young. Um, you know, she was she was a star in her own right at that age, and, and she just was a bundle of energy. Um, and she just kept coming back every Friday, and then every Friday turned into, you know, every Monday and Friday, and then it was Monday, Saturday, Monday, Friday, Saturday, and, you know, it just took off from there. And then she's got, she's just a gym rat, um, and, and we've kind of been at it ever since. Yeah, um, but like uh, I was just kind of reading a, a little bit about uh, Lu- Lucy there during the week. Obviously, we, we've um, mm-hmm. we, we've covered kind of uh, Kilkenny stars uh, a lot over the uh, over the years here in KCLR. But just uh, especially on Lucy's story, uh, she's she's had a lot of adversity, um, but she's managed to to overcome that. But just kind of tell us about a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Like, there's been a lot of doors that have been kind of slammed shut in, in her face, but she's uh, she, she's come back fighting every time yeah and, and, and we talk about it and you know that pressure and those things that happen is it's just a part of the journey that that she's been on you know and, and we always say pressure is a privilege so the fact that she's fighting against these odds of, of getting to a college and fighting the odds of making an Irish team you know when she was under 15 she got cut from the Irish team um, and at the time we kind of thought it was a bit unlucky because she was she was very talented but she didn't even make it to the final 36 I don't think so she wasn't even considered at all um and then she came back for under 16s and she actually was about to make the final 12 but then COVID hit um so she was taken away from that and then you know as far as club and school she's always kind of ran up against uh you know Mercy in school from down in Waterford and um, Waterford Wildcats have kind of been a thorn in our side for Kilkenny Stars. So, you know, she's ran up against them and been very un- unlucky. She lost in the, the school A finals this year at under 19. Um, but like last summer, she finally broke through and she made the Irish team a year young and she went to the Europeans and she just, you know, all the training and all the adversity she had been kind of going through, uh, you know, it kind of clicked and, and she, she was a star in the Europeans. Um, I think the leading scorer for the Irish team. So from there, colleges were kind of interested and, you know, she just kind of kept her head down and kept working. And, you know, and thankfully this this opportunity has come up for her. Yeah, like it's it's genuinely it's it's unbelievable stuff, and um, absolutely delighted to hear that a local girl is is going off and it's going to be making waves over in America as well, and and representing Ireland under eighteen at the moment. I believe she's over in a tor- tournament at the, at the moment. Actually, a busy busy yeah. girl. She had her Irish uh, orals today as well. But listen, yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you so much for joining us uh, today on full time. That's actually all that we have time for today. But thanks so much okay. for that for that chat. Uh, really appreciate no it. Thanks so much. Uh, okay, chat. To you soon. Bye bye. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Uh, yeah, so that was Pup Summers there. He's the coach of Lucy Coogan, who's uh, heading over to America next year to uh, rep. Uh, well, she's going to be representing Kilkenny and uh, and Ireland over there doing a bit of training. But that's all we have time for on full time today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, you'll find me back here uh, very soon chatting all things sports. So look after yourselves and we will chat to you again soon. Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hearts, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LaHartsVolkswagen.ie.